October this year. Put those Christmas lights up. But if you think that that will produce joy, we're wrong. You know, it's not enough presents under the Christmas tree that is going to produce joy. It's not even enough eggnog that's going to produce joy. But we realize that joy is produced in Galatians 5 by what? The Holy Spirit. That if we're going to have this everlasting joy that joy that we receive and have throughout any season of our lives. Amen. Again, the, the ups and the downs, we have this amazing joy. People are like, what's going on in your life that you have this joy? It's because it's produced, not by us, but, but produced by God. Amen. You know, David said it best in Psalm 16. He says in verse 11, he says that in your presence, Amen. you will fill me with joy. Realizing that, again, as we are in his presence, that we are filled with joy. That he fills us with joy in his presence. And when we learn that, 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 that should excite us. That should excite us. That should let us know that every single day that we can run to who? Him. The one who fills us with joy. We don't have to run to these external things. The things that, again, will rot away one day. Things that, again, will not last. We don't have to run to those things. And today we're going to be, again, continuing talking about joy. But it is a new joy that we're talking about this morning. A brand new joy. 
Andy, do you have a clicker? I need a clicker. All right. Thank you. See, this is a gift that keeps on giving. But again, we realize that it's several types of joy, and today we're going to be talking about this certain type of joy. Holiday season. Not that joy. Here we go. Holiday. It's called overjoy. <laughs> overjoy. You know, we just looked at these kids, and this girl said, I don't know what type of emotions I'm feeling right now. She didn't know what was going on in her. But we can tell that she was what? Overjoyed. You know, she had this overjoy in her heart. That she was like, listen, I felt happy before. This is different. You know, she said, man, I, I don't know what's going inside of me. And it was just by simply giving to someone. And we see what happens. It produces we start feeling overjoyed. Amen. And so many times we become consumers around this time of year. Trying to figure out where we can go, what we can do, and all these things, all these parties we have to go to. But again, we stop forgetting that we can produce this joy by being in his presence. Amen. And we also can remind others of that same thing too as well. Amen. Amen. Again, so we're going to learn from some people who were overjoyed today. Come on. You know, we're going to have a short sermon today. Very short. Because we have some short people in here today. <laughs> with us. We've got some short people, our, our, our babies. We love them to death. But we want to teach them too, though, that, again, we don't want to just be so consumed with presence, but presence. And learning how to be in his presence. Man. Go ahead and turn to Matthew 2. We're going to read about some fellas who was able to see and experience this firsthand. Matthew 1, verse 2, I mean, verse 1. It says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, a magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who is born king of the Jews? You know, and I know Herod at this point is saying, who are these chumps? I'm sure he didn't say that word, but I'm sure he's like, who are these guys? Because they don't understand. They must don't recognize who I am. They don't recognize that I am the king of the Jews. So it's a problem. It's a problem here again. He's like, what's going on? They don't realize that I actually am the king of the Jews. They say, no, we're coming to see who? The king of the Jews. In verse 2, it picks it up. It says, we saw his star when it rose and come to worship him. You know, this morning, I don't know about you, but we have come to worship a mighty king. Amen. We have come to worship him this morning. And so many times we can come out of tradition. We can, again, come out of, again, this is what we do every Sunday. But we have to come and make sure we remember that we don't forget to worship. So right now I want everyone just to close your eyes for a few moments. And I want you just to think about how good he's been. I want you to think about 
The fact that you have food on your table. Mm -hmm. Come on, Brian. The fact that you have air conditioning, you have lights, you have these necessities that, again, are gifts from God. And that's who we're worshiping this morning. We're worshiping a mighty, mighty king. You open your eyes. But I want to remind us that we cannot get in a mode where we forget that we're here to worship. Again, food is in the back. I'm excited about it. I'm so excited about it. All these sisters, let's get these sisters a hand, by the way. Like, I was thinking I was going to have to coordinate. No, like, Ginger I just went yes. all yes. out. Amen. Thank you so much. Yes. Again, thank you, sisters. Y'all did amazing. Again, y'all had the brother. I'm like, I don't even know what to tell the brothers again. And they said, we got y'all, so thank y'all. Y'all are our gifts, amen? Amen. But, again, we don't want to forget about worshiping. Him this morning, amen? amen. And realizing again, that's why we are here. It says, when King Herod heard this, he was what? Disturbed. And all of Jerusalem with him. So one of the things we realize is it wasn't just him that was disturbed finding out that again, it is a king coming. It is a king that is going to be born. But we can be that same way. We can realize that, again, we no longer are king of our lives. And this is the problem that, that King Herod had, is trying to relinquish his control of the kingdom. What about you? What about us? Are we willingly surrendering ourselves to a king that is coming? A king that loves you. And a king that is unstoppable. Again, a king is coming, whether Herod believes it or not. And they said he was disturbed, but again, all of Jerusalem with him. You know, again, so many people this morning and so many of our nation believe that they're worshiping him this morning. But again, we have changed the meaning of what this holiday is all about. And again, we realize it's more about what we think, changing the word of God, making it fit our lives, making it fit our standard, making it fit what we believe, that we no longer have a king. We just want a savior. But we don't want to surrender. Come on, we. Come on, Brian. But again, a king is coming. That's right. That's right. A king is on his way. In verse 4 it says, when he had called together all the people, chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea. They replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, you by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them that at that time the star had appeared. 
He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star had been seen when it rose, went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. Then they saw the star, and they were what? Overjoyed. 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 On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped. Amen. Will we bow down this morning Come on, Brian. Come on. and worship? Come on. Like, will we just pause and stop our normal activities to stop and worship a king? It says they bowed down and they worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. You know, God said, listen, I, knew, I know that you took I-65 today, but take 459 on the way home. You know, he, he was always with them, guiding them, and making sure that they went the right way. Wow. But again, there's so many treasures here, so many things that we can learn. But the biggest thing that we can take from here is that we have to pause our daily activity. We have to be able to interrupt our broadcast, our broadcast. Right? You, you remember that? I want to interrupt your broadcast so that what we can worship. Like teaching our kids early on. That again, presents are great, but his presence is better. Yeah. Like teaching them early on to stop and learn how what? To worship. Yeah. What does that look like? Like what does that feel like? What is that? that what is that? Right. And again, that's us revering him as who he is. Right. And he is king. Amen. You know, America, our biggest issue is that we don't really understand kings. Right? right? Again, we, we live in a society where we, we, we don't understand kings. Right. And it's just getting into the fact that, hey, listen, when the king says something, you do it. Right. <laughs> like when the king says, do this, you don't have to say, well, I want to do it this way. No, you do what the king asks. That's right. That's right. Come on. But because we live in this society where, hey, listen, we get a vote. Yeah. Wow. Right? We treat our Bibles that way. We treat his word that way. Like, I get the chance to vote what I don't want to do. <laughs> no, I don't like that one. Mm. No, nah, I'm going to vote that out. Mm. But again, we serve a king. And we have to remember that. Amen. You know, Sean, he read a great passage as far as the government will what? Stand on his shoulders. Yeah. At the end of the day, we understand this. That no matter what our society says, we follow the book. We follow his word. He is king. And he tells us. He, he directs us. 
But let me tell you why we should be overjoyed about that. We should be overjoyed by that because of the fact that we serve a loving and a mighty king. A king that says he's humble and gentle. A king that cares about you and your family, your well-being. He cares that, again, I'm going to even reroute you when your enemies are living for you. Like, he thinks about those small details. And we think that he's not worried or concerned about us. Oh, he is. We serve a mighty, mighty God who loves us, who believes in us, that, again, only wants the best for us. And so many times we're fighting against it. Because we what? We love our vote. We love our vote. We don't we want we don't want to surrender and give it up, right? We don't want to give that vote up. We love votes here in America. But understanding that listen, we need to love a kingdom. We need to love his kingdom. You know, another thing that we learned here early on is we see that they were doing what? They were seeking. They were what? Out trying to find yes. where he was at. Yes. They were out actively being persistent about, hey, where is this king? I must find him. That's right. What about you? That's an ongoing thing for us every single day. That's right. That we got to be active in our search and our pursuit of him. That's right. I want to be where he is. I want to be where he is. And the Bible says this, that when we seek and search, we will find. It says that he actually will draw near to us. He reveals himself. He's right there. He's never left. But so many times we're looking at all of our situations, our circumstances where we're, we can't even see him. But a lot of times when we just stop, pause, worship, and seek him. Mm -hmm. We find him. Amen. And we start to become what? Overjoyed. Mm -hmm. We become overjoyed. Matthew 6, 33. Amen. It's still a verse that again challenges me to the core. Yeah. But it should put this Put this in our hearts where we understand that as we seek his kingdom, he only gives to us. That's right. So we, we looked at the kids and we saw what they were, what they were doing. Right. They were giving. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They were giving and they were, they were out and they were trying to see, man, listen, we, we want to give, right? They saw him as a great example of someone who was, was giving. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, you know what? I'm going to be just like him. Right? So again, they go get some red caps and they go start doing fundraising. Right? They go get some red caps and do fundraising. And again, they go out and they start to imitate what they saw. Right? And then all of a sudden they say, this is crazy. I'm overjoyed. I'm overjoyed. See, the thing is, you don't get overjoyed by keeping his word to yourself. Mm. Amen. You got to give it away. Amen. You got to remind people every single day that there is hope. Amen. 
that there is a God who loves you more than anything. That he's seeking and he's looking for you. Why won't you stop and worship a king? You want to be overjoyed in your life? I know a king. You want to be overjoyed? You want to experience some joy in your life that, again, surpasses all understanding? That's right. Let me tell you about a king. You know, this morning, we're here to worship him. Amen. We're about to take communion right now. Amen. We're about to take communion. But as we take communion, I want you guys to look at what they brought. The kings brought some gifts. Mm -hmm. Right? The, these wise men, they didn't come empty-handed. They came bearing gifts. Right. And one of the things that we, we realize is that the gifts that they bought was well thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Now they put thought into the gifts they were bringing. They wasn't just bringing gifts that was left on a 50% owl in Macy's. <laughs> right? They was like, man, listen, I, I know time is running out. A lot of people are like, man, Brian, hurry up. I got about four hours. I got to get in these stores. Right? But again, what we realize is that they, they put thought into what they were given. They brought gold to represent that you are king. That again, you are, this is your kingdom. And we are under your rule. They brought gold. They brought Frankincense, which rep represent the fact that, again, you are the high priest. That we no longer have to go again and go to um, a place and, and offer incense. But because of your life that you gave, that we can have freedom in Christ. Amen. Do you not know that we are free this morning? Yes. That we don't have to have anyone to go intercede for us. That we can go and worship him wherever we are. Amen. And that should bring great joy. Amen. I'm talking about joy that makes you feel over what? Over joy. That you get a chance to worship him in your car, yeah. at your job, yeah. in your home, in your shower. Amen. Worship him. Yeah. Yeah. He is king. Amen. And then they also brought murder, which was used. To be able to preserve a body. It was representing his death. That he was going to die on a cross for us. Yes. And this morning as we reflect on what this holiday season really is. It all boils down to that. It all boils down to his death. And his resurrection. Yeah. That again. No money. No talent, no relationships can give us the gift that he gave us, which is eternal life. We get a chance to spend the rest of our lives with him, in his presence. And it says, guess what will be what? Filled with joy, in his presence. So again, we rejoice this morning. We look at one another. With cheerful hearts. Mm -hmm. 
with joyful hearts this morning. We don't have to worry about what we held bought, the money that we don't have, the debt that we might have gone into, but we look at a high king who thought about you, who considered you first and denied himself the pain, understanding he was going to go through pain. He was going to experience that great pain, but again, he saw you at the cross. He saw Porter. He saw AJ. He saw these faces and he said, you know what? I'm going to die so that they can help life and life to the full. So this morning, as we take communion, let's reflect. Let's be grateful. And let us know he's king. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. God, we're so grateful. We're so grateful that this morning we have opportunity to come and worship a mighty king. Father, we're so grateful that you decided to come from heaven to be our man. You decided to, to be humble. You decided to love us more than we love ourselves. That's right. And for that, we say thank you. We're grateful that we can be together this morning in anticipation of tomorrow. That we don't just look at our present situation. But we also look at our future, Father. And our future with you brings us so much joy. Help us, Father, to worship you, Father, as we take the bread and as we take the wine, Father, that represents the blood that was shared for us. Help us to know, Father, that no guilt, Father, Nothing that we can give will ever be enough to say thank you. That's right. But I pray, Father, that our lives, that the way that we live every single day is just a reflection of how much we are grateful for that death. That, Father, we know we'll never be perfect, but we do serve a perfect king. And for that, we are grateful. We love you. Thank you so much for this time. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.